Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Shafer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 166, and I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr. And with me is the hard man with hard opinions, AFLM. Hello. And our king baby duck, Evan. you on my bastards and wenches. It's the original trio of that new era of Wicked Anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, this isn't the original trio. It's the, it's the Silver Age Wicked Anime. <laughs> <laughs> and the acoustics sound different in this one because we're all in the same room. Yeah, and on top of that, it's a new room because, as people know, I've actually moved to a brand new apartment. I'm, like, right on this nice little sort of W era of Alston and Cambridge and Brighton. And I've invited the Fleming Twins here to see what... It's like here. Yeah, Evan's moved up in the world. He's he's upscale. <laughs> We're looking out this really big glass window that it looks onto a really nice serene garden. It is very nice. <laughs> mm. So, uh, this episode, we uh, actually have a lot of movies to talk about. And uh, because we have a lot of movies to talk about, we wanted to talk about good and bad anime films as part of our discussion. Uh, and we wanted to start... Well, we're not... Uh, and, and just to clarify, last time we talked about anime films... But they were adapted, but right? No, we talked about old people last time. Oh, that's right. Um, so we, <laughs> but, I mean, we have talked about anime films, like in an anime adaptions and stuff, the same way we did, talked about Detective Pikachu, and like this. That's not what we're talking about. We're Cyanic. talking. We're talking about. We're actually talking about anime films, like Naruto the movie six, Naruto the movie seven, One Piece the movie two, kind of thing. Like those those movies, those anime movies. Yeah, yeah. and we'll tell you which ones are good and bad. Um, oh. <laughs> Not all of them. So, uh, so that's what we have looking forward to. Speaking of, I speaking of the that topic that we talked about, uh, the Sonic movie, how it was moved, just like an update to one of our old news segments a long time ago. Yeah. That they actually did delay the movie until twenty twenty. I, I, I told everybody that from the very yeah, beginning. February it was so obvious. You know, well, yeah, but so we were questioning though whether or not oh, it, yeah. was a, it was a stunt, the conspiracy. Yeah. Of it's actually fixed. They just sent us stuff that, but they're actually going to change it and so maybe they really did screw up so 
in this case, they've done the stupidest thing ever, and they're going to be wasting millions of dollars. <laughs> so we have confirmed that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Sonic movie. For like, the Sonic movie that nobody's going to see anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are going to see it. They're just going to go and laugh at it, not with it. Probably. Um, Got to go fast right out of the movie theater. Um, <laughs> right down to 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we are... <laughs> Um, gonna start our discussion before we jump into news with a film that we got sent from G Kids. So a lot of people know G Kids. They do a lot of films that are for Studio Ghibli, Studio Chizu. They do stuff for Masaki Yuasa. They are also going to be releasing Makoto Shinkai's next motion picture too. Yep. But this particular film, because outside of Japanese films, they they also release a lot of stuff from France, from Spain, from all parts of the globe. And we're actually going to be talking about a film that was produced in France, Luxembourg, and Belgium. I mean, how long? That was like a minute long of just all these different production companies. <laughs> Literally, the involved. first minute of the movie is at studio least logos. Ten different studio logos. It was amazing. Like yeah. I've. That's usually that's a sign of, of of a very bad thing. But this was a very good movie. <laughs> very good movie. And we're talking about the film Funan, which is a um, an animated adaptation or, or an animated interpretation of what happened. At the Khmer Rouge, which is one of like the darkest periods in Asia. Yeah, and so okay, so I wasn't a hundred percent up on the history of this. This was new to me. So uh, for those of you who don't know what the what the um, Rouge was, right? Well, like the the actual name of them was the Communist Party of Kampuche. Okay, and their leader was Pol Pot and. Basically, what they did was they they took everyone in Cambodia and made them their slaves, took away their culture. Almost two million people died between um, between the period of, of this film, nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy nine. But the Khmer Rouge is act, was actually in place between nineteen fifty one and nineteen ninety nine. Mm. So it had been going on. It went on for almost. Uh, 50 years but as the as the years went by the Khmer Rouge would start slowly losing power after power after power until they were wiped out completely but as the movie ended in 1979 when you started seeing like the Vietnamese soldiers coming in and helping them to rid of the Khmer Rouge it took them another 20 years to actually just get rid of it completely yeah that's insane Uh, and so I'm glad (laughs) that I got to watch this film because it was because I, I'm glad I got to learn something about it. Um, well, that uh, that whole area in in Central Asia is like pretty rough. Like they they've had a rough time over there, from <laughs> Vietnam, Cambodia, Singapore, China. Yeah, yeah it's you know the, it's that, we're it's not going to sugarcoat it. it no, it, it had been rough. It's that it's that jungle land over there that's just really insane, and they they've they've they've. they've, they've, they've they, They've treated each other pretty rough, I would say. Right. And one of the things about the Khmer Rouge, like when this like all happened, like when it got really bad in the mid-70s, like people didn't just lose their things. They didn't just lose their homes. They lost their entire culture. They lost hundreds, thousands of years of history and music and art and jewelry and just about everything. Because they saw that 
if it had even just the a sliver of Western looking influence. It didn't even have to be like Western influence at all. But if it looked Western influence, gone, destroyed. Yeah. So this movie, Funan, was a glimpse, like a small glimpse of what that was. Uh, and we're, we're going to get into the details of it in just a bit. But the main basic plot of it is about this this really large family that lives together. And uh, like, and it's the movie starts moments before the the attack yes. happens, or just like a liberation of sorts. So one of the things I want to bring up too is a film that I'm going to be comparing this a lot to was the film Angelina Jolie directed, which was First They Kill My Father, which is another excellent film about the whole Khmer Rouge. Much and more brutal, right? Much more brutal. Like this kind of watered down a lot of what the Khmer Rouge did to their own people. But, yeah. But that being the said, film, but the film, but both films, First to Kill My Father and Funan, start off exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to clarify on the watered down version of it for Funan, I think that that's, that's not to be said as a bad thing because a lot, it has a lot more access for other people to see it. Precisely. To learn history. Yeah. So, to learn history. But like, it's, it's still like the truth, but you're not getting the whole thing because maybe it might not be appropriate for someone younger to watch. Right. Well, I mean it's 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 for a developing mind. So so they they a lot of things happen in this movie but they don't show anything. Yeah. Like they don't show people getting shot, they don't show people getting raped, they don't show people getting blown up. They just they 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 show you these things happening but it's always off camera. Yeah. yeah. Like they showed one guy getting stabbed. And and uh, and we cringed at that because yeah. like, it was so tame for the whole thing. We were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just saw that!" Yeah, right? right. And um and and but but the feelings we felt after watching this movie was the feeling of sadness. It was sad. It was just exactly. heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. The way that the film works is every scene, and there the scenes aren't that long. Uh, they're like yeah. two minutes, two minutes tops each, and they cut them up almost as if they're like little journal entries. Just and, about. and it's all following the same family. It's about this this mother, father, and son who all get broken up during yeah. this time. And we follow the separate stories that break them up. But mainly we see the mother, Cho, yeah. um, as she kind of like falls apart through well, this. Well, it's, it's the overarching story. Her main goal is to find her son. Yep. That's the overarching story of the whole thing. One quote that came to mind, like, like how you saw everything from one sad thing after another sad thing, is when she said... Every time they took something away from me, I died. Yeah, and that's kind of like a good, like exam, a, a good way to describe what it is to watch this film. Like a part of you dies inside every time something bad happens to to her and to the husband, even to the son as well. And not to mention that too, there's parts of this film where like people will say things that's just like inhuman. Like, the way that the, the mother stopped caring about people just because she wanted a little food. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean Cho's mother, the main character's yeah. mother. Um, like, and, and how she... I don't know, I, I loved the line, though, like, when, when the communist's daughter fell into the well, and she was just like, F that girl. Like, she... I lost my son, so who cares? They deserve it. Like, I was just like, ooh, yeah. wow, nice. Right? <laughs> I, I know, like, it, it's just... The movie is so... It it's got this. It's it's heartbreaking because it's so heartless. All the events that happen. Yeah, it's kind of like there's an aspect of where you try to see who's the real human and who's like the monster, really. Yeah. 
But then as it progresses, like you just brought up the scene about the about the Camille Rouge woman falling into the well, it just kind of goes and shows like there's always a little bit of a monster in everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this watching this movie was was tough and and even, like we watched this film completely in silence for the whole 80 minutes yeah um yeah oh that's another thing too it's a really short film but there's a lot compact in there and you kind of you can follow it though the only thing that we had trouble following was who some of the characters were at sometimes because there were so many of them and they all look so similar yeah the art style was was very plain which isn't a bad thing it's very painterly oh no i loved it i love yeah. the art style I think I feel like that's kind of like the point of what the Khmer Rouge was doing. Like they cut the hair, they made everyone dress the same. Well, sure, did that you, was like, oh, we are all one under. Uh, well, I mean, they showed that they showed that short little scene of the ants crawling across the log, and then the when the ants reached the end of the log, they fell into the water and drowned. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like okay, that was a good shot. Um, but yeah, and and that's the interesting part about the movie is that I noticed is that in the opening scene or like even when they're you know first start mar- marching out of the city, every single person's in a different color piece of clothing, mm-hmm. and then like ten, not ten minutes later, they're all in just like all in black clothes, all wearing the same thing, all same haircut. Right. The only person that you could re- people you could really tell who they were was the difference between the men and the women, and then the old and the young. Right. Like that's kind of similar to what happened with the Iranian Revolution, where when they came in and like. Like basically ripped everyone's culture away and forced the women to dress you know, head to toe covered and then forced the men to all grow like long beards and everything. It's very similar in that fashion as well as to what happened in the Khmer Rouge. Everybody looked the same and that was like, oh, so that way no one looks special. No one is special. You are all the same person under this, under, well, I forget the official name, but I want to just use the name Pol Pot because that's like the most infamous name under the whole Khmer Rouge. I think it was Brother Ankar. Ankar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I would recommend this uh, movie for anybody who's a a huge historical buff. um, And for, like, I mean, but prepare yourself for some heartbreak. It's sad. It's, um, like, it's a great film. If you're, te- if you're a teacher and you're teaching kids about what happened in the Khmer Rouge, this is a great film to show after that fact. I would say that it could start late middle school, maybe, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. You think? Yeah, it's an eighth grade film. Yeah, probably. I would say that. Would you go younger than that? No. No, eighth probably grade, I think, not. is very appropriate. Because, I mean, I, I think anybody younger than that wouldn't appreciate the film. Yeah, agreed. And like, and when it comes to like, first they kill my father. First they kill my father is definitely more of a senior high school to college kind of movie because nothing is held back. Probably college. Is it, is it really like R rated? It. There were. That's another film like I they watched in complete silence because of how horrifying everything was. And you said that that was on Netflix. Netflix. You can watch that one on Netflix. You know what? Uh, but it's two and a half hours long, just to warn you. Jeez. You know how uh, they. What it makes me think of too, like honestly, and this is like such a terrible, uh, like a terrible thing to compare it to, but it's kind of like watching the fourth Rambo movie. Like, you remember that movie? How like which is also in Central Asia because it's Thailand. Yeah. what is that? Bruma? Yeah, it's Bruma. Bruma. So, like, Bruma is, like, right outside of Thailand, and it's the place you never want to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the cruelty of people, and they think that they're doing right, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. It's Well, it's more of, like, they're saying that they're doing right, and then they're just 
you know, standing over there. Doing and, well, and then the other thing too, that's, that's another part of it was that they were saying that everything is equal because we're communist. And then like, they would say, now give me all of your stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. Yeah. That's that like, that's just a, a, an interesting aspect of the, of, you know, the entire, the entire thing. Yeah. Right. And they use the term egalitarian, like, and like, that's not how egalitarian works. Mm. Uh, because the term egalitarian is like when everybody is actually legit treated equally and when they which just doesn't work in society which well it well they weren't doing it properly nobody has ever done it properly right it's kind of like with the movie it's kind of like with the book Animal Farm everyone is treated equal but some people are more equal than others mm-hmm. yep uh, so that's that's Funan uh, from G Kids it's going to be released soon it's Wait. playing in New York City now as of this recording. Okay. And I think it's going to expand in some other parts of other parts of the country. I'm going to be doing a little bit more of a write-up for this on either the Electric Sisterhood or Boston Bash Brigade page. I still haven't decided yet which one it's going to be on. But more than likely, when that goes up, you'll probably have already seen it on the Wicked Anime Facebook page. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about some news then. Uh, go from some somber stuff into some hopefully not as somber stuff. We're, yeah. not, we're not at your house, gentlemen, so I can't ring the bell. Ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. News. news. That's old school. That's, that's Silver Age Wicked Anime <laughs> coming right. back into our show. Right. Golden <laughs> Age? Gold, I don't know. I don't know. Chrome Age? <laughs> yeah, right. Um... So, for the first piece of news, next time you see Dar- uh, Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama, you have to refer to him as Sir Akira Toriyama. Oh, yeah. Because he was just knighted by France. I heard about that. Oh, that's a good segue going from one French film to the, the next. Yes. Um, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, right? So, apparently Toriyama is a very private person and didn't show up for the ceremony. <laughs> So who did they who did they uh, knight with a sword? I don't think a Toriyama <laughs> actually exists. I just, can you? Im- oh my god! Imagine if like Akira Toriyama was not a real person at all. Like it was just a collective of people. like Shakespeare, like William he's, Shakespeare. He's basically Shakespeare, and the reason why they keep making Dragon Ball is not because Akira Toriyama exists. It's just because people keep making it. Like, They're really just taking fan fiction off of the internet and just yeah. make, turning it into super. What's the theory with Shakespeare? It's Francis Bacon, right? Uh, not that I uh, no. no it's, as, um, as far as far as I know, the theory it's been athletic. Be, be, yeah. <laughs> the theory behind William Shakespeare was he was not a real person. He is a collective of a bunch of different writers who didn't have an author, like an author's name, kind of like a, a Japanese circle, like so, like Clamp. Yes, like Clamp. So like, and like, if basically you have art circles, and mm-hmm. like you have you have your artist name, but you're under a circle. Like that's what that's what Shakespeare, that's what William Shakespeare is said to be, and Akira Toriyama. Yeah, <laughs> and Akira Toriyama. <laughs> How did this turn into him getting knighted by France to to turn into that he doesn't exist? Because he didn't show, show, up, he didn't show <laughs> up, so he doesn't exist. Yeah, he doesn't show up. He doesn't exist. Um, apparently, there's Akio Ioku. Apparently, there's Akio Ioku, who's his publisher, showed up to say that uh, Mr. Toriyama is always very grateful to his French fans. Who have appreciated his work since the early days of his career. Unfortunately, Mr. Toriyama almost never attends ceremonies, and so I have the honor of receiving his, this award in his place. He instructed me to tell you how honored 
he is to receive this award from your country. And if your theory is correct, then I'm, I'm thinking that Ioku might be like the main person of the Akira <laughs> Collective. That's right. Yeah. He's the one answering the forum posts and yeah. sending out the tweets. <laughs> he's kind of like um, he's kind of like the nameless ghoul before it was revealed that Tobias Forge was actually a real yeah. person behind the whole thing. That's right. That was a ghost reference for anybody who doesn't know metal. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, what's wrong with you? Ghost of good man. Uh, <laughs> well, we uh, segue a little bit more to a little bit of movie news with the live-action Akira movie actually getting a release date of May 21st, 2021. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and like even crazier about that, Taika Waititi is the director of it? Yes. So, what? Well, I mean, so we were having a discussion about this beforehand, but Jonathan and I have been... Uh, watching Taika Waititi's films uh, for basically this whole weekend or this whole past weekend. So we watched Boy and we watched uh, Hunt, uh, Hunt, Hunt for the Wilder, Wilder People. Hunt for, Hunt for the Wilder People. What We Do in the Shadows. Which I haven't seen yet. It's on my YouTube oh, You've seen yeah, that. It's, that. What We Do in the Shadows is brilliant. And yeah. by the way, watch a TV show. The TV show, which Taika Wakata, which, which Waititi. Waititi actually directs a bunch of the episodes Good. and co-writes a bunch of it. As he should. And it's perfect like, yeah. uh, continuation of the what we do in the shadows yeah. uh, storyline. So Taika Waititi, his movies are brilliant. Yeah. Um, I said a perfect mix between Jared Hess, who did, you know, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite and Nacho Libre and, and Wes Anderson. Yes. Yes. Um, and then with Taika Waititi, he has his own, he has his own style, which is really nice, but mm-hmm. it, it feels like a mixture of those two. Hmm. Um, like there's this, there's this kind of like banter in his dialogue that's very much his. Yeah. Like you'll see like you'll even when you watch Thor Ragnarok, like the dialogue in that film is very much Thor his Rag- dialogue. Yeah, Th- Thor Ragnarok is very much a Taika Waititi S- film. So Taika Waititi also plays Korg, the giant rock yes. guy. Yeah. And he, and Taika Waititi talks like that all the time and every single one of his characters talk like Taika Waititi does. So, so uh, Taika Waititi is actually the main character in Boy or one of the main characters in Boy. Um, but he's only a, uh, like a bit a, role. Yeah, like a, he's a bit role, like a, um, what would you say? Like a, he was a minister, like please. a Stan Lee or, or a Alfred Hitchcock in like yeah. all of their movies where they make an appearance, but he's, but he's not actually in it. That was Taika Waititi in, in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Uh, which, and it was brilliant. It was so great. He was so funny. Mm. Life um, is like being a sheep yeah. lost in a maze made by wolves. Made by wolves. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, yeah, it, it's... You gotta find the right door. <laughs> What's behind that door? Snacks? No. No. No, it's not snacks. Not snacks. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yes, it's Jesus. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's, it, he's brilliant. He's so brilliant. It's the reason why Thor Ragnarok was one of my favorites. But, back on track... How the, how the hell is he going to make an Akira film? That well, I, there is a lot of... Well, there's a lot of humor in the manga version of Akira. Sure, but I mean, it's... N- but I also think he's weird enough that he could do it. Because yeah. Akira is also very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Very strange movie. So well, strange, very strange manga. I read it back in high school. All six massive volumes of it. Loved it to death. I am still curious as to what kind of route that they're going to take. Are they going to just do the full-fledged like movie version where things like ended during the second volume, or are they going to actually attempt to like adapt all six volumes? And if so, I really want to read all of them. 
You, it is. It's highly recommended. It is a great manga series. I've always wanted to finish it. I've um, always wanted to finish it. But a part of me feels like you can't do this all in one one go. Yeah. You, oh you no. Have to do, well, it was, you have to do the it route. You have to do two movies. Or or uh, you know the way that they should should have done uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, where it was just like, look, we did volumes one and two perfectly. Three, four, five, six, all in the last half hour. And yeah. Like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. 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 As much <laughs> as I loved the Scott Pilgrim movie, that was the biggest flaw aspect of it. Yeah. That they rushed all the characters because they're like the Kariyami the. Kariyami twins are such great characters, and you only get to see them in that and one scene. And they don't even speak. They don't speak at all. Yeah, they like, literally could have just done volume one, two, three for a first movie, then four, four five, five, six for a second movie. Yeah, especially yes. because volume six wasn't out yet. It would have been out by the time the second movie came out, exactly. Yes. So, I love you, Edgar Wright, but you made some wrong. I don't think that was Edgar Wright's fault. Probably not. He probably got the script. He was, yeah, he was rushed by the studio. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, Taika Waititi, I mean, like, I... I, I'm so, I'm just shocked in the first place that they're coming out with an Akira yeah, film. Yeah, that it was. It's, it's actually been confirmed now, like confirmed Akira movie in production by Taika Waititi. And Leonardo DiCaprio is Canada. No, 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 he's not. I'm kidding. I, he's, he's got a producer's credit. It's, yeah, he's a producer, but it's going to be an all Asian cast, Neo Tokyo, everything. They're not going oh, nice. to Neo New York. Oh, or good, 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 good. That's awesome. Okay, cool. I like it. They're going authentic with this movie. Mm. Good, I like it. So, so it'll actually be believable when they yell "Kaneda Tetsuo." I think they learned when when Alita: Battle Angel came out, be like, "Oh, so we can actually go the authentic route and still make a very good movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an awesome movie. Yeah, Alita was awesome. Everybody's got to go see that. Oh yeah, I have a. I do think that there will be a sequel to that one. I hope so. There's um, a lot more to talk about. Yeah, because I think because I think a lot of people were really surprised by it. And yeah. I certainly was surprised. And then by it. I think I think what's going to push it more is like the Blu-ray sales, the streaming, and everything. It's going to make more money back that way. Yeah, I think. Well, because I think a lot of people didn't see it in theaters, and they'd be they'll be interested to see it once it's out available on stream or video. Fingers crossed, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So. Yeah, but Akira 2021. Hmm. Yay. After, yeah. like, 10 years of development or something? 15, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think I remember it being announced when I was still reading the manga in high school. <laughs> wow. So yeah, 15 years. Mm. So, in other news, another manga series is actually getting a full-fledged... Another anime adaptation. And that this is the very popular Blade of the Immortal. Uh, Blade of the Immortal back in 2008, or yeah, I think it was 2008, got like just a 12 episode anime series and just really didn't do the original manga justice. But now they're actually going the Fruits Basket route yeah. and adapting everything from start to finish with this new anime series. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, and they, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. So. I hope it's violence. I hope it's violence. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, so when you started talking about that, I thought you were going to talk about the even more anticipated uh, adaption well, of the manga. <laughs> Giant Insect Island. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you talk about that. So, we, uh, so um, Wicked Fan Mike uh, sent us a trailer 
that it was. In, we had already seen the trailer before, and obviously we talked about it because we coined Bug Wait, Rape. Wait, are we talking about Mega Daffy Mike or yeah, Mega Daffy? Okay, Daffy. Um, so there was a Multiple new times. trailer that was dropped that revealed that this is probably going to be super graphic. Uh, oh, I know. It was gross. The like, trailer was disgusting. But it was hilarious because it's so dumb. It yeah. So dumb. Like, there was, like, I, 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 they lingered on a shot for about 10 seconds of the 30 second trailer of, like, just this woman's clothes melting off as, like, grubs are eating her clothes and she's, like, left in brawn panties as she has an ahegao face. Yeah. Which is, like, which is, like, you disgust me, Bug Island. I'm gonna throw up when I watch this. I'm gonna watch it five times. <laughs> <laughs> they know, oh, someone's gonna masturbate to this. I know, and that just, that disgusts me even more, probably. What happened to the good old days of tentacle porn? <laughs> When things were more clean. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, speaking of more, um, possibly more disturbing elements, they dropped a trailer for the Goblin Slayer, like, theatrical adaptation. Uh, Goblin's Crown. Yeah. So uh, is this going to be continuing on with the manga? Uh, Light novel, yes. Light novel, okay. Yeah, it's going to continue on with the light novel series. I think it's going to be almost movie length. It sounds like it's going to be one of those OVAs that's getting a theatrical release and maybe like a 60 to 70 minute story. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. But I saw the trailer, you know, White Fox, who also, you know, who animated this, but also did stuff like Girls Last Tour and ReZero. It looks good. And it, I'm actually very excited to see what a Goblin Slayer movie on the big screen is going to foretell where it's going to be like. Yeah, those were both high-budget productions, so... They were, yeah, very excellent productions. But of course, like, oh, at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, we have to choose either this one or Devilman Crybaby for the disturbing stuff. Oh, I guess we'll do Devilman Crybaby. Yeah, never even made an appearance. <laughs> yeah, which is I was very, very surprised about. Yeah, especially because everybody watched it. Everybody yeah. Everybody liked it. And, and that's pretty much what all of the comments were during that. He was like, watched. everybody watched Goblin Slayer. Yeah. Oh, Goblin right? Slayer? Called you out on bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, on more lighter news, our one of our favorite anime licensors, Discotech. Mm. Yes. Yep. They, they actually just announced they had licensed... Something pretty surprising, and that is the first season of Kimono Friends. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's different than the stuff that they usually release. It's usually like it's around the, un- the violence jazz. Yeah, the unedited version of Kimono <laughs> which is Which is weird because every uh, almost everything else listed, like Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales, yeah, that's discotech media. Sorcerer Hunters, that's discotech media. Lupin the Third, last year, totally discotech theaters. Kimono Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Well, huh? It, was kind of, it was the same thing when when they first announced that they got recently. My sister is unusual. Really? And, yeah, and it was and everybody was like, "Discotech media got recently. My sister is unusual." Okay, here's like, okay. <laughs> the anime or was it the live action version? I had to do a review of. They got the anime. Okay. okay. I would I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was the live. Yeah, action if they got the live action, that would make more sense. But no, this was the anime. Yeah. They also got Honey and Clover too, which Viz Media originally had. Yeah. But now I think maybe their license expired and Discotech took. And mm. Honey and Clover is one of those anime that I recommend to like either people who are about to start college or about to leave college because it showcases both ends of the spectrum of people who are adjusting to college life and then adjusting to after college life. It is such a good series. It was actually it was actually the first 
anime series I watched in Anime Club over at Salem State back in 2006. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, but yeah, Discotech Media, is, and they're also dubbing Kimono Friends. So I can oh, wow. Act, That's I, interesting. That's interesting. I can actually show this to my one-year-old niece for once, and she yeah. will unroll... She'll kind of understand what she won't. She won't know the difference between good and bad animation yet. You're right. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. So, how about a little bit of strange news? Of course, we're always down for strange this news. Is off the Discord. This is the one off the Discord because we got like. And we already talked about Bug Island. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is more about. This is more about real life stuff. So apparently, apparently, because Japan's having this whole birth rate problem, that you know, not a lot of people. You know, procreating over there. Yeah. The Jap- Japanese politician and, um, well, his name is uh, Yoshitaka Sakurada. He was attending a fundraising event held in Chiba City. And he made a comment that made some people raise their eyes. And he said that in order, basically, the number of women who don't feel a need to get married is rising. I would like to have you all ask your children or grandchildren to have at least three children each. <laughs> what? <laughs> please, please, pro, please. We 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 need, we need them. We, we need people. people. We we need the children. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very valid concern. On one hand, it's a very valid concern, but at the same time, you could have worded it better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean like, you can always word things better, but he's just like, guys, we're like running out of people. Like, come on. Like, you single people, you two, get together, make babies. All right, go. Do I, it. I thought Do it was going to be something about like speed dating or like everybody who's single come over to my house, something like that. I don't no, know. Just everybody just, no, everyone just have babies. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Three babies. Three babies, yeah. yes. At Go least, for the triplets. Although it's yeah, have three babies. Like have your children will have three babies, and your grandchildren collectively you'll have nine grandchildren. Like that's. So I would I would love yeah, I don't know it would it would be great because then there would be more need for English teachers in Japan so that we can go get jobs in Japan and teach English. Well, probably. isn't it there's something like they're underemployed over there? Like there are plenty of jobs that like every single job has vacancies in it. I have no idea. So. Something like that. Well, should, it, we should be researching this. Well, see, that's just it. Is that's just because, it? Is like if there's openings in because they 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 don't want foreigners taking their jobs. But not anymore. Yeah. They they've changed the visas. Well, now yes. they have now they yeah. have to because there's not enough people to fill the jobs. Exactly. So, yeah. so so if they want Japan's economy to keep running, they need foreigners to work their jobs. Like, I will say though, it's not a bad idea because because ultimately, what's going to happen is is eventually just every single Japanese person is going to be marrying a foreigner and then. There's gonna be no purebred Japanese anymore. It's just gonna be like all all half-bred Japanese, pretty much. Well, but then when that <laughs> become the new Japanese, well, no, because it, it would be kind of like the United States where everybody has mixed heritage. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that would that would be it. Right. You know, French, Canadian, German, a uh, little bit of Native American, yeah. Irish, Irish, Scottish, Irish. Italian. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. And then according to Massachusetts, Portuguese. Everybody's Portuguese here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And we're only at the beginning it's common, too. Portu- Portuguese and Brazilian, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so one little piece of Into the West news is, well, <laughs> yeah. So there was a big, huge new pro wrestling premiere of AEW Double or Nothing event, which a lot of people really love. Like, a lot of my friends follow pro wrestling and been hating what WWE has become. Mm. And they're seeing this as a new alternative. 
Well, Canadian-born Japanese professional wrestler Kenny Omega decided to make quite a bit of an interesting entrance. He's going to join the XFL. Which would be awesome. <laughs> it would have been a much better choice than what he did, which was cosplay as Kirito from Sword Art Online. I, I, I heard about that. Ring. I heard about that. I'm like, that's why you lost, Kenny. <laughs> Should have been Kenshiro. Yeah, like, right. Lose. How hard? How hard is that? Or JoJo? Like that's a yeah. very distinct costume. Jotaro. But why Kirito? <laughs> why? Because I mean, everybody likes Sword Art Online. Everybody knows Sword, Sword Art Online. Online. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed I mean, to be the good that, guy. What did that Florida Cows comic teach us? <laughs> Which one? You know, yeah. Gee, thanks, Dad. I can't wait to talk about Kirito and Sword Art Online. <laughs> I think that was a meme. Like they, they that like that was a different comic when it started out, and then people changed. No, the... no, it was originally Kirito. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Huh? Because yeah. I've seen different variations of that comic where people change what the sun is talking about. That's so. still pretty funny, though. It's I mean, it, it it really truly just shows like in the same way that the NFL players were at Anime Boston. Well, who were those? Uh, who were those wrestlers? The um. The guys who made the bo- Bootios? Oh, uh, yeah, the New Day. Yeah, they... Because they dressed up as Super Saiyans. Yeah, right. They, yeah. they did the Super Saiyan thing, so, I mean, it's not uncommon. No, this. like, shout out to my good buddies over at Nerds Clothing who do a lot of stuff with their WWE, and especially the New Day. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to convince my, my buddy to, like, make a Super Saiyan Triple H t-shirt. Because <laughs> I feel like that when I was watching Dragon Ball Z and watching, like, WWF era pro wrestling, whenever yeah. Triple H did that whole... Thing with the water. I always pictured him like going Super Saiyan when he did that. <laughs> Man, Triple H is gonna be old as hell now. Yeah, he's like I mean, late forties, I mean, almost at, early fifties. Look at Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair. Flair is a dinosaur. <laughs> woo! Yeah, he can't even do the woo anymore. Yeah, he has quiet ones on those uh, subway woo! commercials. Is it the subway commercials? What is he on? Uh, Cumberland Farms. Oh yes, Cumberland, Cumberland Farms. Farms. For those of you who are outside of <laughs> New England and don't know what Cumberland Farms is... It's attached to every gas station here ever. <laughs> well, it used to. Yeah, it Back used to Back in the be. 90s, it was everywhere. Now it's kind of like scattered here and there and there and there mixed up with the 7-Elevens. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kenny Omega, now you've learned your lesson. Don't dress up as Kirito on the way to the ring. <laughs> I thought that it was like a wardrobe like mishap, like that he like didn't realize that he was dressing up as Kirito. He was just like, oh, this jacket looks cool. I'll throw it on. Well, he's, well he's stationed in Japan, so of course he okay. knows. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Sword Art Online. It's everywhere. That makes mm-hmm. sense. All right. Sword Art Online is everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty rad. I think it's it for news on my end. You, did you two have anything? Not really. No. Um, I think that we can move on to what we're watching. Okay. So what are we watching? (laughs) Well, can I just say it's not an anime, but as someone who'd been waiting years and years and years for an an adaptation being a TV or movie adaptation, Good Omens on uh, Amazon Prime. I've been seeing advertisements for that. My God, it was... I won't say it was perfect because... When I pictured Good Omens when I was reading it, I always imagined it being more in the style of something like by Terry Gilliam. Uh, yeah. So this one, so Good Omens in here is still is a lot more cleaner as a story that's being told, mm-hmm. but it's still very funny as hell. The banter is great. Yeah. Michael Sheen and David Tennant are just perfect as a Crowley and Azalea. Mm-hmm. The only other complaint I have with it is that they didn't use my favorite part. Of, so there are two parts of this, of this 
of Good Omens that I love to death. And there's um, and one part of it is the tale of when you leave a cassette tape in your car overnight, by morning it turns into Queen's Greatest Hits. <laughs> but to replace that, Queen music was playing around like for more like Crowley's epic moments, especially when he's like driving his car in like a kick-ass style. Mm, yeah. Interesting. The other That's really funny. Yeah. The other part that really wasn't used was the four other horsemen of the apocalypse. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Like, uh, real cool people, talking really loud on cell phones, and I forget the other two. There's, like, one of them who keeps changing his name, like, throughout the whole entire book, and you only see them in one scene in here, so I was a little bit disappointed. This sounds like a Douglas Adams sort of thing. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, okay. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote the book. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, as you know, Terry Pratchett passed away from Alzheimer's uh, a few years back. Mm-hmm. But Neil Gaiman wrote all six episodes of the script, and it really okay. keeps to the style and attitude of, of Good Omens. It is great. I love every single moment of it. I marathoned through all six episodes, and it was not a waste of time whatsoever. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't have anything I'm watching either, but I did get a Switch. Yeah, so what were you playing? Tetris 99 all day. <laughs> <laughs> made it to 12th place. That's, that's as high. I made it to 8th. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to work on my Tetris. It's, it's a different kind of Tetris, so, like, I can marathon Tetris really well, but when I'm under pressure, it's, it's really... <laughs> once you start, like, you're playing it and, and the, the whole thing starts vibrating because, like, you can feel the stacks yeah. of lines <laughs> moving up, you're like, crap! And then you just start doing single lines and you just fail. <laughs> One of the things I do love about Tetris 99 is that it's a battle royale where everybody gets a chance at being number one. It's yeah. not one of those games where you can practice and be good yeah. and get good because... Tetris, you can get good. Tetris, you can get good, but I mean, when having 98 other people playing against you that are actually throwing more shit at you yeah. as the game progresses. If you go up against Jonas Neubauer, you're not going to win. My boy, Jonas Neubauer. <laughs> Jonas Neubauer is number one at Fortnite, but, it, but for Tetris. But for Tetris, yeah. So. Um, we have to see how, uh, how um, uh, Joseph Saley, the new 14-year-old, 14, 16-year-old champion, uh, Goes up against it. Uh, goes up against Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, I would uh, actually love to see that. Imagine yeah. if they were to actually make Tetris ninety nine into a full fledged competition. Ninety nine people oh, at yeah. once playing. Yeah, they probably would do that if it wasn't actually. Well, okay, so they have had open competitions yeah. for it. Um, and I there's like one YouTuber guy who like he, he's been t- retweeted by. I follow cl- classic Tetris World Championships on Twitter, so <laughs> I hear about the the champions of, of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as this is a Nintendo game. It could always be a part of the Nintendo World Championships that they brought back. Yep. Um, no, that's that's true. They, now they only have the retro gaming championships where they they still do like Dr. Mario and of course classic Tetris and stuff. I'm wearing my Tetris shirt today. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. I didn't even realize what that was. Yeah. Classic Tetris World Championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's just your your boom Tetris for Jeff. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So I have that, and then the rest of them are literally all Mario games. Um. We got Super Mario Party, which like I haven't heard anything about from anybody since. It's okay. I like it. I think it's great. Yeah. Like, I, Mario I, Party. I've yeah. always liked Mario Party. Oh, Mario always. Party's awesome. So um, and, and this is just another Mario Party, and it's really good. I like the. I mean, the cast of players is humongous. 
mm-hmm. and you get to pick like a party of people to run around with. Uh, and and it's actually Mario Party, the uh, hub world is actually like a little theme park that you can run around. So it's just so like Rabbit's Land, kind of. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. It's fun. Um, Christine gets really frustrated by it because <laughs> it's stop kind of beating cheap. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't played it. Phrasing first of all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I we haven't played it against each other yet. Although it would be fun to play just uh, on a team. Her. Yeah, <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be fun to play on a team because they have a new team-based Mario Party where you have two v two, and um, it's an open board, so you can you roll a dice, add them together, and then you can move that many spaces around an open board. Uh, really, really cool concept. Uh, but it's the, when you play against the computer, you have to play against other people because the computer is so freaking cheap. Yeah. <laughs> like Because the computer can calculate the spaces and they know where it's going to be, the star is going to be next, and then like they know exactly how to collect enough coins. So like Christine was winning by like four stars. No, three. she had three stars and the other team had two. And the, the the opponents were close to the other stars, but they didn't have enough coins. But it just so happens that they rolled over a 15, and there were 15 coin spaces that they could pick up <laughs> enough to buy two stars at one station. And, of course, they, she lost in the end. She got super frustrated. But yeah. And then we got just Mario World, which is really fun but really difficult because you have to restart the game every time. It's almost like regular Mario where you have to restart the game every time you lose all your lives. Um, so Super Mario World, the yeah. Super Nintendo one? No, um, Super Mario Deluxe. Oh, that one. Yeah, um, and then what was the other one that we got? Another Mario, well, Mario Kart, of course. Of course, Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, and Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. I've been playing Super Smash. If, Brothers. if you have a Switch, you might as well just assume you have Super Smash Brothers. Like, I don't. Well, look, I don't have it, and I've had the Switch for. How it's, it's dare old. you? Hey, sorry. Look, there's a lot of great indie games on there. Katana Zero. Valhalla just came out on the Nintendo Switch, which I think is a lot more fun mm. on console than oh, on interesting. PC. Interesting. Mm. I feel like the control mechanics aspect of it is a lot better. It makes it a lot easier to mix the drinks than to actually interesting. point and click. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, no, I've just been watching Senko San. Like, that's literally all Senko-san, I've been watching. Senko San, I like the beach episode. That one was a lot I, more fun. I still haven't, I still haven't, so I'm not caught up on Senko San. Okay. I just, I, I mean, I was caught up on it, and then I f- haven't watched it for about one or two weeks, I think. Uh, and then, um, So you saw the back massage episode. I did see the back of the episode, <laughs> which uh, uh, hey, having someone walk on your back to crack it—that's one of the best feelings in the world, especially yeah. someone who's small enough to do that. Yeah, um, it's 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 fine. Like um, it as far as like Dogokobo animes go, I, I prefer Dogokobo doing something like New Game, where there's an actual story. Where Senko-san's not really a story; it's just a here's the next thing she's doing to take care of this guy, right? And and it's cute, but it's boring. And I, I would I miss New Game. Yeah, yeah I, new, game, I miss new Game. Monthly Girls Ozaki Kun did this. Oh well. my gosh, that Todd awesome. Never Falls in Love actually did this pretty well too, despite the fact that it kind of uh, went off the a little bit off the rails of the main story and focused on side characters. There were a couple episodes where mm. they should have been focusing on the main couple, yeah. which was like the biggest flaw of Todd Never Falls in Love. But I still recommend people watch it because it's very good. But like when it comes to like the cute stuff. Um, for Dogakoba, like Umaru Chan was where they got it right because it wasn't boring. It was always it, no, funny. it was not boring. Um, 
And and they had little interesting aspects to uh, Umaru Chan, which kind of kept it rolling a little bit. Yes, um, like Sen- character development. Like yes. you see, there's no character development in in Senko San. Although they are kind of hinting at the whole thing of his previous incarnation, yeah, or, previous or his ancestor, or whatever, of uh, being with Senko at some time. Yeah. So, but but still, there's no development. We don't learn anything new about these characters. It's literally just the same thing. So that's where it kind of gets stale, right? Um, and you know, it's kind of it is a bit of like what Inuyashiki well, kind and, of is, but at the same time, there have been Iyashike that do a good job with character development. Yeah, you got substance of some. Kind. Yeah. So flying laid, wedge, flying wedge, laid back camp, non non biori. You yeah. get all of that. And basically, yeah. so basically, my anime watching has been like, oh, I should really watch that, and then I just you I don't. don't. <laughs> and then uh, and because I've been working on the on the web comic, um, and and I I because I, I wake up at oh jeez I, I probably shouldn't admit this I wake up at like ten I start working at eleven. Uh, and then I work on the webcomic until like eight or nine or ten at night. Hey, you're just being so. um, you're just being respectful to your California fans. That's right. Hour <laughs> <Yes>. wise, <laughs> yeah. wake up at seven o'clock in California time. Well, it's an early bird. Right well, there. that's just it. Is is uh, is when I went to Washington. I'm I'm literally on my Washington schedule still. I just never got. I never reset my body. That's because you didn't have you didn't have like a, I didn't have any reason to. You didn't have yeah, a, a, I, a I, job. I I mean, I go to bed at like one o'clock in the morning, and then and then I wake up at ten, and then I go. So you never experience jet lag because you're still on that exact same schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, and we're, we're going to uh, go to our Tapagachi, which is good and bad anime films. And the reason why we did this, because this also kind of transitions from what we're watching into that's right. the yeah, topic. That's right. That's because true. Because Andrew and I did actually watch something else, but we're going we, to, but we didn't keep it until this very moment. Okay. Um, so it's, this movie kicked off this topic because it sucked so bad. And um, Evan, we're going to fight probably. Um, mind you, it's it's from one of my most favorite anime in a long, long time. But of course, we're talking about um, My Hero Academia: Two Heroes. Okay, <laughs> movie, movie was, was shit. It was, it was really awful. It, it was, was we like okay. <laughs> so, I will disagree on you with that because I because myself and Elite Four Derek, the two of us watched that film and we were like, 
This was awesome! Yeah! But we okay. were like, it's finally over! Yeah! <laughs> we were literally watching it, and I was just like, this has to be over soon. Like, it, um, so literally all they did was rip off Die Hard, and, and, <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's the first Die Hard... But, but no with my with my with my Hero Academia characters and the other cast members of My Hero Academia show up for no reason. That's the whole movie. Yeah, like, and they don't. <laughs> I won't say that I that is my main complaint with two heroes was that they they didn't use like any of my favorite characters. Well, enough. and that's just it. Is but the the whole point is is those other characters shouldn't have been there to begin with. Like they they thought of the lamest and stupidest ideas. To bring these other characters in, like, you know, and it was so fan servicey. Like, it was, you, like <laughs> it was like, you saw them yesterday. Why are you freaking out that they're here? Like, Kachan! Oh! And, and like, and, oh man, like, look at all these friends that from school that are here. And it's like, wh- what? Like, how did they get here? Like, I don't understand why they're here. This is and dumb. It's like, wh- where's Suyu? Oh, she's having a slumber party. I'm like, yeah. Well, and that's just it. And it's that's, that's the best character. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 I was fine because they they brought Jiro in, and I think Jiro Jiro's my favorite hero character, uh, and because uh, she's totally my style, and so she she had a more forth kind of like a, she was even though she was like more of a main character in this, she was still kind of a background character, and they still treated her as such, but um. The fact that they chose these weird... They just... The way the characters were mixed into the movie was just bizarre. And it didn't, it didn't feel natural at all. Yeah, they might and as then, well have just said, like, oh, we're all here in a field trip. Well, and and the thing is, too, is so... Is, okay, so we have this Die Hard-esque movie. Uh, without that, a, without that, Alan Rickman. Yeah, that they call My Hero Academia. And, um, and they have three new characters in the movie. They introduce three new characters. All three of the new characters. And then they're just like... Somebody's betraying us. I wonder who it could be. It's like, well, we have three new characters in this movie. I wonder who it could be. And so, uh, and it, 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 so that was stupid. And one of them's been with us every waking moment since it started. Yeah. So, so, so that was stupid. And uh, and it was basically a Scooby Doo villain. It's yeah. Like old man Jenkins. Yeah. It's like what? How could they? Like I would have gone away with it. And Work for them meddling kid heroes, and so and so we go on to like the the villain, and we get intro- finally get introduced to the awful as as I called him the whole movie the Naruto villain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and so, we're gonna talk about that in yeah, a bit. <laughs> so we so we got introduced to the Naruto villain. I will and, say I, I did like that they kind of tied him in t- with One for All. And, that was so lame. It was that was such a shoehorn. <laughs> like because all they said was just like I know this guy, and I was just like oh okay, and then um <laughs> he and, hired me oh. and. So the and and half of the problem with this one that fight went on for way too long. There he had three boss stages. Like it wasn't a Dark Souls character; it was a My Hero Academia character. <laughs> and this and, wasn't John Wick Chapter Three. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so he he they fight him for way too long, and he just becomes boring and like out of this. But not only that, but All Might goes way overboard. Like he fought this this vil, this movie villain. Way harder than he fought all for one, and it was just like, okay, the only reason, one for all, the only reason why, spoiler alert, the only reason why he lost his powers after he after he fought uh, all for one, one for all, one for all, (laughs) was because he fought this stupid movie villain and pushed himself way over the edge. He would have been able to fight 
Like, uh, all for one. One for all. <laughs> it is one for all? No, no, all for one. All for one. Oh, yeah. All for yeah. one's with that guy. All for one. He would have been able to fight all for one yes, that's way right. harder had this movie not happened and he didn't fight this second-rate villain who could control metal like Magneto. <laughs> so, canonically... It would it like in the manga. Yes, it's yeah. no move. Like it, like it, it happens sequentially. This one's just some cheesy filler. Well, and that's just but, it. Is like this this movie as as much as anime films in general are usually non canonical to the main story. This, they very much shoehorn this one in to be canonical because at the end of season two, Michelle calls All Might on the phone. Yeah, and and they so they tied it in as if it is canonical to the TV series, right? And then there's the episode in season three which acted as a prequel mm. to what happened in the movies. To in the movie, did they? I don't. Yeah, remember. remember there was the episode where like they were doing a training session, and All Might was the villain who was like oh, dead on the, yeah. the bank robber right. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so. It was a bad movie. Like it was, it, I like it, it. suffered from some of the worst writing I've, and like it was embarrassing. It was fan servicey, really horribly written, shoehorn characters. They just ripped off Die Hard. <laughs> there were three characters, so there was no mystery. The bad guy was on screen for way too long, and I couldn't wait until it was over. <laughs> All right. Well, an hour and a. You an can, hour and a half felt like two and a half hours. <laughs> All right. Well, you can read my thoughts on the electric system. I gave it a four and a half out of five star rating. Screw you guys. I, I would have like, given it like a one well, out of two. Like, like, is that it was bad? Was, Everybody go see the movie. That's fine. You're like, just yeah. know it's a rip off of Die Hard. Like, it's pure Die Hard. It really, truly is. And without the Christmas, without Christmas, and like, and and superpowers, like. Yeah. And they even them. crawl through a vent, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like they, like, they still do the like the vent crawl, and I was just like, "Is this die hard?" Mm. And they finish the fight on the roof, <laughs> like it's yeah. And the villain falls off by by his watch wristband. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh yeah, and the the dad character like never faced any criminal charges. <laughs> like he was totally like, I think he did. I don't, maybe I don't know. They never know. They, they never, never brought it up to it. You know this kind of this kind of I know it's I know I should have mentioned this during Into the West, but it's reminding me because of the character of Hans Gruber was then <laughs> later on uh, the inspiration for the creation of Leonardo Leonardo in the Clerks cartoon, which Kevin Smith just announced might be coming back next year. Oh yeah, we should have talked about that. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, but uh, oh, shoot, I had a, I had a, another point. But oh really? You didn't run out after? No, I didn't run out. Like I literally had another point to talk about, and it was uh, and it was it was it was supposed to be pretty good, but I forget what. It was. <laughs> oh, it was so good! Yeah, well, to, think about it, and we'll keep talking about other really bad anime films, which we've seen plenty. So uh, uh, I've seen a lot of the Naruto films. Yeah, um, and there there are some good ones. In there that. are some. Here's here's the thing, because the only the. Like I, I remember liking the very the very first one, which was the one about the movie actress that was yes. coming in. That one was the Ice Prince. The Ice Princess, yes. So that's that's she put into the movie one. Or no, no that was, that was like Naruto. Oh, that's, the it's movie. Naruto. Okay, yeah, because she put in the movie one is about that princess that he has to. Yeah. and it was this, that was boring. But. No, this one was about the actress playing the Ice Princess, who actually turns out 
Yes. It's legit a princess. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good film. There was some good action in that. Yes, yeah, there was, was some very. Good, good there action. was some. Good I think. Action I think that like Rock Lee had one of the best fight scenes in Naruto history in that film. In that yeah. film, yes. That was a. That, that's right. That was a good movie. And I forgot about. We that. saw that at a con, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Did we? I don't remember. No, no. Well, actually, I saw that when it aired on Toonami back in like two thousand. Because see, that's what I was thinking is that we saw like a we saw it on Toonami at mm. one point. Oh. Uh, um, we saw a different Naruto film. We we all the three of us saw the Boruto movie out just down the street over at the Bravo Theater. However, that one is canonical. Like so, that one is that is canonical, and it is a great film. But I will say this: when they when they Dragon Ball Supered that storyline right, yeah. in the Boruto anime series, which I, I think they actually did a great job with expanding it. Oh, good. That's good, because I, I actually, I don't think I've made it that far yet. Oh, yes, I have. I, I made it way past that part. You I, told me about it. Yeah, that's right. They, yeah. I think they did a great job with expanding Well, because now they had all the characters. Like, yes. the thing is, for the Boruto movie, the characters... They were just there. Yeah, they, they existed, there. but the other characters didn't really count. Yeah, like, now they count. Like, remember when they were standing in a line and, like, we could point out, was like, oh, that one's totally Choji's daughter, you yeah. know? And, like, she is actually a character that we've been watching for three seasons, you know, yeah. by this point. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yes, Boruto was a good... But the one that I wanted to talk about was um, uh, Naruto Shippuden, the movie 6, which is a good example of, okay, it doesn't have to be canonical, but they purposely made it non-canonical and it's really good. Um, so Borto or Borto, uh, Naruto Shippuden the movie six. It's a really long title. Are you gonna say that every time? <laughs> uh, it's called. I think it's called Road to Ninja. I think it's just called yeah, Road, Road to, to Ninja. It's called Road to Ninja. Is where um, Naruto and Sakura like so Naruto's like, oh man, I, I I'm sad that I don't have parents, and Sakura's like, oh I hate my parents. I wish I didn't have my parents, and so like they go into this alternate universe where. Uh, Everybody's personalities are different. Do they Freaky Friday? No, they don't Freak... Well, I mean, they kind of do. So they go into this universe where Naruto, his parents exist, and Sakura's parents were the the Hoka- or the the chosen ones, and they gave. And so oh, so the- it's a wonderful life. It yes, oh, no, right. but they, but but there's but there's two characters in it instead of just one. Right. Yeah. But even still, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but everybody everybody else in the Naruto universe has like the opposite personality. So Sasuke's a ladies' man. Hinata is like a like a punk goth chick, and and like super like. Uh, out of her of herself instead of uh, very shy. And Jimmy Stewart's and, never yeah. been born. <laughs> but it was. Uh, oh, but it, but it's real. But it's really. Boring. But it's really entertaining. Like this, the the reason why this movie is entertaining is because it it's it's purposely non canonical. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there it's basically a Naruto what if film instead of just being like it's non canonical, but it kind of have a, has a story that could tie into the main series. This one is just like no, it it. it it's I legit a, thought you were doing a Jimmy Stewart impression. No, it's an uncanonical. No, Jimmy Stewart. It's an uncanonical. It's an uncanonical Naruto film. Um, uh, so, so I really like this one because they took the characters that already exist. Mm-hmm. You get to see them with different personalities, and you get to see them acting out. And so it was really nice in that sense. I really, really super enjoyed it. I think, um, like. They, yeah, like Choji was thin and like didn't like food, and he was and uh, and he's anorexic. So, yeah, right. Um, it, it, but it, it was just it was just cool. I really oh it, I think I, what it was was also like Eno. Eno had Hinata's shy attitude, mm. and 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 that's and so they took that and and Hinata had the goth girl 
boisterous wearing like fishnet everything like it was it was really fun and i so i i legitimately enjoyed that movie as one of my favorites because it was such a wild idea did it have a villain it did it had a, it it did have a naruto villain but because it was an alternate timeline of stuff we've already seen they were able to take like the akatsuki and and still make them the villain of it but they were already in a different universe was it harvey the rabbit <laughs> so so the other Naruto film that we could talk about is um, Naruto the movie 5 which is called Blood Prison mm-hmm. and Blood Prison is also a good one but it gets to a point near the end where it's just like okay this is stupid now thanks and uh, where because they have this cool idea where Naruto is, is framed for a murder he didn't commit or something like that he gets sent to this blood prison uh, where you get to meet all these cool characters who are in prison and Naruto doesn't want to like follow the prison's rules because he was falsely accused and they're kind of bad guys within that prison. And you get introduced to this villain character who's like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of neat. And then it gets kind of blown out of proportions and then they summon a giant monster and at the end it gets kind of ridiculous. But but the that, act one and two of the movie are really good. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was the same with Naruto the last as well. The first, where yes. the, the first act, the first ten minutes is actually like the best Naruto we've ever gotten. It should have, yeah, because it was just a romantic drama. Yep, and it was and, awesome. And then Sh- Sharingan's on the moon. Yeah, Sharingan's on the moon. <laughs> yeah. So like, oh man, it's that was just stupid. a metaphor of how over the moon Naruto was. Like they, it, it, they literally should have just made Naruto the last a, a romantic drama. And it would have been amazing. Yeah, like, they they did the entire wedding as just still image cards during the credits. Well, they, the, the last episode of Naruto, the TV series, was the wedding. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so... One of these days he not a pause. Rasen gone to the moon. Um, And then... We can't just keep talking about. No, no. So, so one of the things that we can talk about, I haven't seen it, but it is one of the most popular anime properties ever created, which is One Piece. Which is um, One Piece, the movie, like the golden gold, yeah, Yeah, the gold movie. Gold. I've actually, you know, I reviewed that for Electric Citizen. Now, that one is canonical, right? Somewhat canonical. Because they're the the. But it's told in a way where even if you've never really got into One Piece, you can actually follow it pretty okay. There (laughs) is there is a One Piece. I think it's just One Piece the movie two. That one is in fact canon because that's where Luffy gets second gear. So yeah. Luffy gets second gear in a movie, and so you have to see it in order to. For but it to I think sense. that's the one that hasn't been licensed, and that's the one that Mamoru Hosoda uh, directed. Oh, really? I think because um, because uh, I know that I know for a fact that there is a canon One Piece film, so you have to see it in. in if and I know that because I know that that's the only One Piece film that hasn't been released in America. Interesting. Yet, okay, which I find that's really confusing. Crazy. Yeah. And it's the host of that one. Yeah. The one that more people would probably want to see. The yeah. best anime director ever. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, there's a, a thousand One Piece movies. Have you seen yeah. any other ones? Um, Gold is the only one I have seen. Okay. I, I enjoyed there's it. It's, there is? I think so. No, Victoria would know. No, there's only a, I think there's only a few One Piece movies. There's not that many. Man, out of, out of 8,000 episodes, they've only made <laughs> yeah. two or three movies? Yeah. 
Huh. They're just working so much on those on the TV series aspect of it. They have no time to be making the movie. <laughs> no time to make. No, we ain't got. Well, I mean, movies. I think we t- we talked this one to death. We watched um, the Bleach movie in theaters. Oh, like the yeah. the uh, the di- was it the Diamond Dust Rebellion or was that the second one? Uh, no, Diamond uh, Dust Rebellion. Memories of No One. Yeah, Diamond, no one. Diamond Dust Rebellion is uh is, is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think right. That's Diamond is Unbreakable. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> no, so the, maybe there is a Diamond Dust. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, so we we went to go see uh, I so listeners of the Wicked Anime podcast have maybe heard this story before, but newer ones maybe haven't. I don't know. I don't know. Where we talked about this? Where Jonathan and I went to go get our wisdom teeth out. Then we went to go see the Bleach, Bleach movie the next day. And were you we, like high as a kite? When no, you saw this no. Movie? We I was just in a lot of pain, <laughs> and so the movie wanted to make me laugh and smile, and I couldn't, and it hurt. But it was still fun. We, I still have a t-shirt from that event, uh, Anime Kaiju Experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember it's that. It's a good dish rag. It, it was... Um, I mean, I think that we had weed-colored glasses over our eyes during that time. Oh, for sure. Because that was... That was like after... Far. That was like after anim- our first Anime Boston, and we liked Bleach, and... Yeah, uh, like because Bleach was basically one of our introductions into anime. Going back on it now, we were probably just really excited to see an anime film in an American theater. <laughs> yes, like no, honestly. Yeah, but like it was during that time where like the entire theater was cheering and squealing. Well, for see, a, that's like, why I was. That's why I was happy that we didn't see the My Hero Academia film in theaters. That's the reason why I wanted to go see it in theaters. theaters. I, can, I can guarantee if you saw... If, <laughs> as soon as... Shut up! Yeah, shut as up. soon as Bakugo shows up on scene, you'd hear a bunch of ear-piecing <laughs> screeches from a bunch of... Ugh, like and it would just, it would just be so disgustingly annoying. It'd just be like, yes, we know Bakugo is a character that exists, and we all hate him. You know who? You know what was a great film to watch in the theater when it first came out, and everyone was like, was it fangirl fanboying out like this? Was Cowboy Bebop the movie? Oh, really? Knocking on Heaven's Door was an ex. Is a number one, one of the best. That's such a good movie. Best ones that got adapted into a movie. But, like, going to see that, sadly, at the Harvard Square Theater, that's been shut down since, like, 2012. Yep. yep. And I'd love to see it reopen. And apparently they're going to be, like, re like revigorating it or something, like, tearing it down, but actually putting a new movie theater and such. It'd be yeah, cool if it was like, a concert venue. It'd be cool if it was, like, a mixture of that. But, like, I remember going to that Harvard Square Theater, seeing Cowboy Bebop the movie on opening weekend, and yep. the line <laughs> to see it was just around the block. And really? And loved it all. But there was none of that. It's yeah. my E and E. I none of that. Because that's a completely different era of anime. Where there's it was like this is when anime was only for the cool I people. I mean, the only the only reason why the only re, uh, bit of fan service that we got in Cowboy Bebop the movie that we didn't get in the normal Cowboy Bebop show was you kind of get to see Faye's boobs when uh, and not like even yeah and not, not even. even like he, she just gets her shirt clipped open and like the jacket's still on but like that is that's it like that's you see more in the fridge episode when she's taking a that's bath that's true when yeah. she's taking a bath that's true but um other than that like fan service in anime films didn't exist and so now all anime movies are literally just fan service they, they're not built on any other aspect that's why they can be like well we have all this fan service. What can we do with it? Uh, die Hard. Like, let's <laughs> die just hard. copy Die Hard. <laughs> if you want, not... Here's the thing, and I kind of a bit of a love-hate relationship with 
and that is the Inuyasha movies. Oh, okay. The Inuyasha movies are good. Have have a good storyline to them. Still find a way to fit into the canon aspect of it, but it's just one fan service scene after another after another. Oh, here's Moroku putting his hand on her butt. Oh, here comes and just that would get tiresome. Well, yeah, but. It, it, he, and I will say that it has one of the dumbest lines I've heard in any Yasha anything. Where, like, basically, Richard Cox, it's Richard Cox who voices Inuyasha, he literally goes, Say hello to my dead saga! Like, he's trying to be fucking Tony Montana. Yeah. And it's like, Well, are you fucking kidding me? It's the same thing, though, with the Ronma One Half movies. Because it's the same, because, like, same creator, like, person who yes. created, she created Inuyasha and she created Ranma One Half, the movies are not done by her. She didn't make them, so all of the, like, the Ranma One Half movies are nothing but fan service. Yes. It's, it's all fan service, which, there is, like, there's boobs and stuff in, in Ranma, but, like, but in the movies, it's all, like, beach scenes and bikinis and girls and... And it's just like, okay, okay, like, okay, like, she didn't write this, we get it, like, somebody the reason, else... Are... The reason why there were boobs in, in Ranma 1 half in the first place was because it was a guy who was magically transformed into a girl and doesn't know how to act appropriately yeah. as such. Doesn't right. know how to be modest. actually fits with the storyline. Yeah, yeah, doesn't know how to be modest and doesn't know how to... Which, and it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's weird because, yeah. like, I'm now reading, like, Urusai Yatsura, like, yeah. the first one, and, like, now I'm kind of seeing... Uh, Takahashi's been kind of writing the same story for the past. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, years. for sure. But she's funny. Like, she is she, funny. She's the, funny. She knows her humor, so... But here, here's one of the big differences, is like the Urusai Yatsura films are like considered classics. Yeah. Because that's where like Mamoru Oshii, before he went and did Ghost in the Shell and then slowly started losing his mind afterwards <laughs> and started doing these weird live action films. Like, this is... And joined the Akira Toriyama circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he, like, started getting his craft down pat. Mm. And if you've ever seen Ursa Yatsura 2, Beautiful Dreamer, many people consider that to be, like, one of the best, like, anime adaptation from a TV or manga, mm. like, standalone storyline sort of movie. Because it's such a beautiful movie. That's awesome. Good. All right, good discussion. Should we end it there? Yeah, I think so. All right, so let's um, move on to some fan service. I know of one that we have, which was from our wicked fan Mike uh, Megadaffy, who wanted Bug to... Island again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wanted to share uh, something from the Discord, which I believe he put on. It should be in the fan service Discord. Yeah. By the way, guys, we have a fan service. Or we have a fan service Discord. <laughs> we have a Discord. Yes, in the fan service one. And I do want to give a shout out to Mega Daddy because he actually checked out one of the bands that I played. Yes. No more stories. Odobuki Beaver, who like I'm a huge sucker for like all girl Japanese punk bands who when they sing that sound like they want to beat the shit out of you, <laughs> and that's what Odobuki Beaver is. Yeah. So thank you, Mike and Mega Daddy. For actually listening to this band because that album, Itikoma Hits, is one of my favorites of 2019 thus far. It's that or the new Guitar Wolf album, Love and Jet, that's like going to take the top spot thus far for best Japanese album of 2019. And just a little bit segue from that, people can actually buy Love and Jet through Third Man Records. Jack White actually helped bring that album to America. 
Mm. Which I thought to be really cool. So we actually have a couple of uh, fan service things from the Discord. One was from Wicked Fan Gerardo who wanted to comment on um, the video game movie episode, which kind of ties into this one, um, where he, he totally agrees that Street Fighter, the Street Fighter movie, <laughs> is really good for being so bad. Uh, yeah. Um, but he was surprised that we skipped over Warcraft. Which I never watched Warcraft. Yeah, none, none, none of us, has, none of us have seen Warcraft. Uh, he said it was okay. He yeah. said that it was it was passable. It but, did really well in China. Yeah, but as Megadaffy yeah. had uh, responded, that it just kind of came and went. It was just like it existed for a bit, and then it's just like who cares about the Warcraft movie? Not yeah. in China, it didn't like. But I mean, you gotta you gotta get that Chinese money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a matter of fact, Gerardo said that the budget of the movie was 160 million, and it made 433 million, which mm. is pretty good. I mean, yeah. like. I'm actually surprised that 106 million was the only budget that they had for the Warcraft mm-hmm. movie because it looked great. It looks beautiful, yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, but Megadaffy wanted to say that uh, he, because I, if I recall in the last episode, we had a Maid Cafe discussion where we wouldn't yes. go to one. Oh, yeah. So Megadaffy is interested in trying one. Um, more it so. Is, I recommend is it. This, is this from the Twitter? Uh, no, this is from um, the fan service page on the Discord. Oh, well, he wrote this on Twitter too, I believe. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, so. It seems that like a good place to go for that would be like the Anime Boston Maid Cafe, which isn't like kind of a maid cafe. Uh, you guys went, right? Well, we went, but there wasn't any maids in there. I, I only went in there once because I was you hungry. Fifteen dollar hamburger. Yeah, right. Fifteen dollar hamburger, <laughs> and it was good. It was a good hamburger. Um, mm, what a hamburger! But uh, the experience does seem a little bit weird from what he's seen on the NHK World Japan docu shows that they have on yep. them, which I didn't know that they had ones on Made Cafe. NHK World has everything. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have manga character cafes, though. If you don't want to do a Made Cafe, you can do a manga character cafe, which is like the same experience, but all the characters <laughs> in there are dressed up as your wife, yeah, but weirder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a little weirder. You think that would be weirder? <laughs> no, I think the Made Cafe is. Because, I mean, fine, go to a cafe where people are cosplaying and they act as a character, but I don't know. I, I, I can't really get behind any of them. Yeah. Um, the other thing that he wanted to say as his last bit was that an awesome old person that uh, we didn't mention was from uh, was Commander Kalanin from Full Metal Panic and the Hunter Association's president from Hunter Cross Hunter. Mm. Uh, Two enemies I have not seen. Yeah, same. So like that's but that's what fan service is for. Right. right. I gave up on Hunter Hunter like during <laughs> like after seeing like another recap episode after thirteen episodes. It's like. Really? Sarah would be so upset with you. I, she was <laughs> upset. I, I told her this. I was like, I stopped watching it. It's got, bo- it's got tedious and boring, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> if we really wanted to get the, the Silver Age of uh, Wicked Anime back, Sarah would be here too. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, great. Okay, so let's uh, do some shameless plugs and we'll wrap this up. Sweet. All right, if you guys want to join our conversation, talk about, tell us about some bad Naruto movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, uh, where you can comment and post on any of our cool news updates that we may post there or whatever we got going on. We also have a message center, of course, so that you can message us there. Um, and you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you, if you're not listening to that podcast there right now, which you can w- listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or 
Podchasers or Acast or anywhere you can think creatively to get a podcast. You can probably find it there. If you can't, just go find a different place because there's like a million of them. Yeah. You can also find us at uh, youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews where we have all of our videos of wicked anime past. Um, I know some of you guys on the Discord have been saying, hey, we're going to make another snack video sometime. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of... Res- lo- we actually have unedited snack videos that we haven't put together. Like I know. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, we shot one at another anime convention like two years and, ago. And that's probably like one of our best videos because I think Derek almost throws up in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I spat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like... We all spat. Because it was, the, it was the uh, fish and almonds. <laughs> Yeah. That, that was so good, though. Anyway, so if you guys... Are I will there, say, like, in my new place, we have this nice little tabletop area right here that'd be perfect to shoot. <laughs> oh, it like, looks so. like a, ki- a cooking show from exactly. the Food Network. It's all, it's all white and shiny and new and modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's uh, YouTube.com slash Wicked Anime Reviews. And hey, I was just talking about the Discord. You can maybe go join up on that Discord. You can find the invite link to the Discord on our Facebook page. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Just click that link and you'll be, you'll be in the Wicked Anime Discord and you can share memes with us <laughs> at our meme center. You can also find us at all of our other one social media places that we like to post, which is twitter.com. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. And hey, if you want to find me and follow the production of my webcomic, which is going to be released in the next month or two, ooh, ooh final ooh, publication, um, you can follow me at AFLM, and that's at AFLM Art on uh, both Facebook and, um, and Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I'm AFLM... I think it's underscore art. Uh, it's Facebook that I'm at AFLM art, all one word. And then Instagram and Twitter, I'm AFLM underscore art. Doesn't matter. You'll still find Can me. Can they find you if they Google search AFLM art? I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you find the, if you find the big purple cat head, then, then that's me. <laughs> uh, with the Japanese kanji. So when you become big, big enough, mm-hmm. uh, or when... When you open up a store, is it going to be called the AFL Mart? <laughs> See, uh, so I've, I've actually already thought of that because when I when I typed in my website, uh, or if I was going to create AFL Mart as a as a website, that's what it looks like. It looks like AFL Mart. Like yeah. it, so I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like a store. You do come up first when you type cool. AFL. If you, so if you Google AFL, what, what if I just type in AFL M? Let's see if that. Ooh, uh, we're gonna find it. We're experimenting. We're Google. Are me. you sure you don't mean AFML? Well, because I I looked it I looked it up before I created AFLM art. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, to see if anybody else had that. Uh, you need the, you need the art there. AFLM has a lot of. Things. Yeah, it's kind of like when I started to do the Shameless Tuesdays um, segments on the Boston Bash Brigade before mm-hmm. I decided on Shameless Tuesdays which I do the partnership with my friend Shauna over at Shameless Promotion PR and the bands that she represents, I typed, I googled Shameless Tuesdays and nothing came up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this. Yeah. Yeah. So, AFLM Art. Um, in, so, follow the, the production of my comic book and when, once I launch my webcomic, you guys can go read it. It's going to be so great. Uh, we have a bunch of people already pre-reading the edits and stuff. And I'm, I'm one of the editors. Do you like it? I do like it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm the mo- and and I, even though people might think that I'm biased, actually, Andrew and I are the most critical of each other's work, so you can trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, so that's that's it for me, Evan. What are you doing? All right. So for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can follow us at www.b3crew.com. If any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter and on the J-Pop Video Games and Anime Amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH. And you can like us on Facebook.com slash Brigade and Facebook.com slash Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including Electric Sisterhood, Thursday Recap and Review, and Smashbrook. And in one month, I will be at Anime Expo in Los Angeles. I'm going to be covering the event. I don't know. Uh, I know they've announced a couple of guests, like Bisco Hattori, the creative Oran High School host club, and uh, a couple other people. Aquas from Love Live, Sunshine, are going to do a performance there. Uh, I think it's like going to be their third time there. Maybe I might check that out. I still haven't seen Sunshine. But I'm That's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to offer because this is going to be my first time going. Myself and Sarah are going to be airbnb it together. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be uh, experiencing it as a regular patron. I'm going to experience it as a member of the press. Nice. And I look forward to seeing what's going to happen. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed that they're going to have some good movie premieres. I re- Considering that there's going to be that Rascal Does Our Dream of Bonnie Girl Senpai movie, the Konosuba movie... And the Makoto Shinkai film and the new Masaki Yuasa film all opening up within July or early August. It would be really nice well, you to have see to, at least one of those films. You'll have to meet up with some of our fans out there as well. I know, Gerardo. Yeah. I know, Gerardo. I, the opera still stands to meet up with you, man, to have a bite or have a drink. I'm just jealous because all my favorite artists, all the artists that I follow, go to Anime Expo and, yeah. and have Artist Alley table. I would spend all my time in the Artist Alley over there. Well, I, get, I get stuff from well, Riddle and Reich and all those guys. Well, I'm hoping through Sarah that I'll be able to actually even meet up with some of the YouTubers that she's friends with. Gigak, Mother's Basement, mm. Glass Reflection, that crew. Mm. And... Because these are people that you know, I really respect and love the work they do. Even if I might disagree with them on aspects here and there, I do like the way that they showcase their opinions on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. All right. Cool. And Derek? Yeah. Yeah, oh, Derek. Derek's not here. Yeah, Derek oh. is unfortunately at a wedding with his girl, Liv. <laughs> nice. So, um, that's all we have for... <laughs> that was a good one, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we have for today's episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Go Bruins. Um, yeah, or game three tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe for the next episode, we should revisit the, the hockey anime. Let me tell you what. If we win the cup, if, if the Bruins win the cup, because we want the cup, if we win the cup, then we will revisit the hockey anime. Yeah. Deal? Deal. Deal. So that, that means all our Wicked Anime fans have to root for the Bruins now because you want to hear more hockey anime. We also have to um, wait, uh, figure out the time because we're slowly coming up on the summer anime. So right. we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be doing our preview episode and then we're yes. Bug Island! Bug Island? They <laughs> Bug Rape Island. Bug Island doesn't have a release date for that yet. No. Because it's a porn. <laughs> it doesn't. So it wasn't on any chart. I didn't no, see it on yeah. any chart. But we've got Dr. Stone coming up. We've got yeah. season yep. two of Teasing Master Takagi-san. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, yeah, there's some good stuff. There's, there's some good. Some summer's going to be good. Yeah. I have a good... I have a feeling that... like. As much as I there there are a couple of anime that I love to death this spring season, summer is gonna be like that. Summer's always good though. Summer's gonna be so good so for good. anime. Okay, guys, that's all we have for today. I have to go to the bathroom, so uh, <laughs> now is the time. We'll see you the next time, and we'll sign off the only way to know. Don't piss in my sink. It's uh, <laughs> hey, you know what they say? If you're tall enough, save time. Business. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> I'm gross at
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 